Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, a practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. We're going to be talking about a day in the life, how Sarah and I have spent a recent day, an actual day, from the beginning to the end. And the reason we're doing an actual day is that many of these sort of stories of a typical day in the life are more value judgments than anything else. We decide what is typical and what is atypical. And that's often more about how we want to see ourselves than how time actually passes. So that's always a reason that I suggest people try tracking their time. But Sarah, you you have thoughts about these day in the life posts. I mean, because because yeah, you you've noticed the same thing. They have a certain smoothness to them. Yes, whenever I read them, especially if there are young kids, I do tend to get kind of jealous because I'm like, wow, your day was just one peaceful event after the other. And I don't think that people mean to convey that. I just think it's very difficult to capture the details that make things a little bit more challenging. So unfortunately, I think the same is true with mine. But in full disclosure, like if I was time logging this morning, I would have mentioned the fact that on the way out the door, Genevieve pulled her hairdo out twice making herself look like, I don't know, a wild child, basically. And, you know, that's drama and stressful. And those kinds of things don't typically make it onto time log. So I guess this is my apology in advance if it sounds easier than it probably actually feels. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how you would actually capture all that. It would have to be time. It would have to be video of like the whole day. And then, you know, analyze each like one minute period to see what was happening. That's actually one of the things that is a challenge with with time logs. I think you can get a lot of stuff in half hour blocks. And I make a judgment call that half hours isn't enough to show stuff, but will also keep people doing it. Whereas obviously no one's going to record every minute. Like then you spend your whole time recording your time and it's very meta. It doesn't work. Like all your time would be spent on your time log. So that is a choice of that. But then you lose some stuff because you might have been working for like 20 of the 30 minutes, but you were like scrolling around Pottery Barn links for the other 10. And you're never going to write that down. Like you're just somehow magically, there's three hours of screen time in the day that were while you were also working eight hours. Like, where did that come from? I don't know. Time is magic. But yeah, there's there's a lot of sort of multitasking that doesn't necessarily get captured on the on the logs either. Maybe if you had some sort of like alarm go off on your phone every hour for like 30 seconds where it forced you to take a video and and like narrate exactly what is happening at that minute. Unfortunately, if I'm doing patient care, I don't think that would be very... (laughs) By the way, smile. (laughs) HIPAA compliant, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It might be more realistic. (laughs) All right. So you're going to talk us through Wednesday, September 15th. We're recording this right after that. It's it's not like she chose this one day from a month ago just to to show what Sarah looks like. But but why did you choose Wednesday as opposed to, say, the week prior or, or Monday or something like that? 
the week prior was a call week. And I think when you suggested this, it was already Tuesday or something. So <laughs> I think it was sort of the next typical work day. Although my days are about half clinical and half not clinical. And I did choose a clinical day, but there's no reason that that's truly any more typical than any other day. <laughs> All right. So. Well, let's hear what Wednesday, September 15 looked like for Sarah. Okay. I woke up at five, not 4.45, but five. That, I don't know why. I think I was trying to get like at least seven and a half hours of sleep or something. And I did my normal morning routine. Again, full disclosure, this was the week after my call week and my call ends on a Tuesday. And I always feel sort of like I have a call hangover, even though there's no alcohol involved. And so I've been really tired this week. So I haven't done this every day, but I did do this on the 15th. Whether or not that was influenced by the fact that I was tracking the day, we'll never know. But I did get up and I read a little bit. I did my headspace and I did a workout. It was like, I didn't feel like up to the full Sydney Cummings that I've been doing. So I did 20 minutes of a Peloton full body strength workout and 10 minutes of core. And then that took me up until about 6.45, which is the time we have to get the kids up. And I actually went to Josh, who was sleeping, and said, hey, can you like wake up the kids and start them up while I shower because I'm going to take them to school? So he took over the kids, and I got ready. And then I joined them downstairs at about 7.10, ate like a five-second breakfast. And then at 7.35, on the dot, left with the kids. We have a new rule currently, which is that... For every minute after 7.35, if they are not ready with shoes on at the door, they are going to lose 10 minutes of iPad time on the next weekend day when they're eligible for iPad time. This is a relatively new policy, but I have to say it seems to be good. It does not work for Genevieve. She's not quite ready for that. It's too complicated, but for the big kids, they're like, okay, like you remind them of that. And all of a sudden they have a fire lit under them that wasn't there before. (laughs) So that worked. And then we left at 7.35. Do we want to like take turns? I feel like I'm going to be talking for way too long. Um, No, because I think it's, (laughs) I mean, I could just offer commentary if you think it would help to break it up. But uh, no, I, I, yeah, getting kids out the door, not, not easy. I like, no, but you have your stuff by the door then, right? That they're, it's relatively easy for them to do that. Yes. All of our clothes are downstairs. I usually do them the favor of pulling their lunches out of the fridge and adding ice packs. And they're in charge of like putting their clothes on, brushing their teeth, putting their socks on, et cetera. And then Genevieve needs a lot of like hands-on help. So I cannot wait. I think we're probably two years away from when she could like take over that. I just, I, I'm really over getting a kid dressed in the morning. <laughs> I can't so wait cool. to not do it, but it'll right, happen so eventually. 7.35, you are all in the- Yes, we are out the door. I drive to school. I do the drop-off. I'm done with the drop-off. So we do Cameron, then Genevieve, then Annabelle in very quick succession. There's not a bad line or anything like that. And so because school's on the way to work, I'm able to park by like 8.20 and I get to work by 8.30, which is perfect because that's when my patients start. I did not have any students or residents. A lot of times I do. So then I have to kind of set the plan for the day, decide who they're going to see, throw an article at them and tell them to read about XYZ topic (laughs) during any gaps. But that didn't happen. It was just me. So the morning was actually pretty relaxed. I think we had two patients not show up, which was great because I had a bunch of results I had to catch up on. So I intermittently saw patients, called people back. I also had an excellent medical assistant uh, that day, which she's been working with me recently and she's awesome. So that helped a lot. And I was done with all of my notes and saw all my patients and mostly cleared my clinical inbox by noon, which was 
fantastic. And so I then heated up my lunch, which I had brought leftovers. It was a for the sake of including details, we had some leftover pineapple fried rice with peas and cashews from a recent prep dish menu. Anyway, ate my lunch in like two seconds as I do. And then I went for a walk. It was a lovely 90 degrees out. I'm being sarcastic. It was really hot, but it's okay. And I went for this walk and I think I made it 35 minutes and it was like two miles. So I was happy about that. And then I got back. I wasn't too gross and sweaty because I think it was just just under the time cutoff where it would have been an issue. <laughs> and my office is nice and air conditioned so I could cool off for a second. And then I saw all my afternoon patients and these were packed a lot tighter together. So it was more like bam, 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 bam. But again, having a good medical assistant was helpful. And I finished my notes by five, which is great. I don't always finish my notes by five. A lot of times stuff takes longer. I think we also had one or two no-shows that helped out. So if everybody had come, I would not have finished all my notes, but is that what you normally do if you, if you get a no-show and just so I know, because I've never not shown at an appointment I have, (laughs) but I mean, I understand life happens and, and it's, it's hard with pediatric stuff and everything, but like, how often does that happen? Oh yeah. Usually like I would say 10% 10% of appointments, they don't come. I mean, we had one, they actually came. And then at the door, there's like a screening about COVID. And they're like, oh yeah, dad got diagnosed with COVID seven days ago. And they're like, no, you you can't come up here. Cause yeah, like, for, for if the dad just had COVID, then the kid could easily yeah. have COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not, it was totally not an emergency. Like I wasn't seeing, most of my patients are not, I manage chronic issues, not acute issues for the most part. And so there's no reason to come into our office where other kids that have risk factors like diabetes and stuff with COVID, like it's just not necessary. So they were like, they came, but they couldn't be seen. So, you know, stuff like that happens, but yeah, anytime that happens, I'm like, Oh, found time. And then I get like a lot of notes done or I, you know, I have a whole electronic inbox that we use Epic and I'll have to call about results or whatever. So getting that to as empty as possible is always my goal on any clinical day. So I am not always successful and I often leave with a lot of loose end or even open charts. But this day I was able to get them done in part because we didn't have a hundred percent show rate. So yes. So at five I was done and we have a weekly hospital wide meeting for like basically anybody who wants to go and it's our CEO and our chief medical officer give an update. And so I did that and it was a fun one because they were introducing some new hires, including one of my former residents. So that was like, wow, how cool is that? So that was good. And then I got home right around 545. My commute is just under, I mean, if you include walking to the parking garage and like everything, it's probably like 40 minutes because I don't get to park right next to where I work. So anyway, I got home at 545. Cameron had just finished tennis and he was getting home. And this was actually an atypical day because there is no typical day, right? Because our nanny had offered, there was no school Thursday. It was Yom Kippur and we are not super religious. So for us, I was actually working (laughs) that day. And so our nanny offered to take Cameron and Genevieve because I don't know, she just felt like it would be fun. Annabelle really wanted to stay with me and I felt like I could work from home with her with me on Thursday. So we divided up like that. And so this was like a really fun night. Annabelle and I, I think she'd already eaten dinner. I ate dinner. She hung out with me. We did some planning fun. I showed her all my Hobonichi stuff that had just come. We watched the home edit together, which is one of the few shows that like we truly both enjoy. We got to see Rachel Zoe's closet get organized and just her closet, man. I mean, that is, I don't even know if it's goals. It's unbelievable. 
<laughs> but the thing about her, this is a huge digression, is that not only does she have a lot of stuff, she has amazing stuff. I mean, there is a reason that she is like a stylistic, you know, that she's made it so far in the fashion industry. Like her choices are on point. And it was so cool to see her closet. So anyway, we watched the home edit. And then I watched, ugh, I hate these like crafting YouTubes where they're like, sped up versions of people making elaborate stuff often out of like cardboard, but Annabelle loves them. So I watched that. And I don't know, that took us to around bedtime. We did Annabelle observed my skincare ritual. And then we went to bed at like nine because I again, I was tired from my week of call. Annabelle had asked if she could sleep in my bed, which she will sometimes ask if it's just us and Josh had guitar. So he wasn't in the picture at all. He he um, went, I think, straight from work to his guitar, which he has on Wednesdays. And so we went to sleep. That was my entire day. And unlike you, there was no like, well, I don't know if you, you probably don't have to get up like overnight anymore. But yeah, you know, once I went to bed, we were all asleep until the next day. Yeah, there's occasional (laughs) overnight stuff, but uh, you know, it happens. All right, well, let's take a quick break and then I'll talk about how I spent a day. Well, we are back. Uh, Sarah and I are talking about a day in the life, talking through how we spent a actual day as opposed to a typical day, since there are no typical days. In what way would, I guess, the Annabelle part, the evening with, with just Annabelle is pretty pretty different from the norm? Very much. And also very much less chaotic. I mean, speaking to the whole like, oh, it was so peaceful and nice. It actually was pretty peaceful and nice. And I mean, my sister, if she got on here, will tell you, she will often FaceTime me around dinner and peaceful and nice are not adjectives you would use to ever describe the scene of what is going on at our house around 6 p.m. But again, hard to convey in that day of life. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I I don't have the the scream crazy part in my notes either. So I decided to do Monday, September 13th, partly just because we were originally going to record this on September 14th and then life intervened. But I was sleeping in the morning until about 5.45. I woke up and fed Henry in bed. I woke up because he was up and then fed him in bed until about 6.10, 6.15. I got up. I put together some breakfast for Jasper, who's the oldest child, got him up at 6.30, although he's often setting his own alarm too. I just, you know, am up and have the backup there. I played and read with Henry while Jasper was eating, also talking to Jasper at this time. I think I must have put on jeans or something because there's no getting ready time noted on the time log here. And as I look through the whole day, there's no getting ready time. So apparently I am now remembering I did not shower Monday. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to, so that was atypical. But anyway, Monday, I decided to drive Jasper to school. We're generally trying to do that at least Monday and Friday, and then he'll take the bus the other days. So Monday, I drove him to school. It was quite the line. I have now been reworking the route to get there, so at least avoid one stop sign that people are just stacked up behind to get through. We'll come at that intersection from the other direction, so there won't be a lineup. We'll be able to go forward, but even so, it it takes time to get through the line, and I'm not really sure what to do about that other than it's just not not great. But you know, do it twice a week. He'll take the bus on the other time. Michael generally drive him on Friday, so 
I got home. Michael had gotten Sam on the bus. Sam gets up at seven and I had left the house at seven with Jasper. Uh, so gets him ready, gets him out to the bus. He, I think it came right at seven 30 and I came home like seven 35 from the high school run. I ate my breakfast in relative quiet since Michael was still in charge of Henry and Alex and others at this point, hang out, made a grocery list for our nanny to go shopping during the morning at eight o'clock. We, uh, she, she was not there. Uh, there was, there's a slight issue that precluded her coming till about 845. Uh, it's, it's all fine, but that was sort of sudden change of plans. Uh, and, and then we, I got the kids on the bus at 830 that Alex and Ruth chatted with the pool guy who was there to fix the broken heater. Any of our listeners who happen to have pools know that everything breaks (laughs) and it's just inevitable. So we were deciding what we were going to do about that. Then our nanny got here. I went for a run at 8.45 and proceeded to run till about 9.20 through some nice trails in the area, nice little farm. It's a great loop. I don't normally run in the morning, but it was nothing else was really happening at this point. And I'd been up since... 5.45. And so I'm like, you know, I'd like to do something. So I ran, came back 9.20, got to work, worked all Do we have any, sorry, digression. Do you have, were you able to enjoy any leaves yet or is that not happening? Well, there's sort of just color on the margins, like little bits of color on trees. Some of the brush and vines are modeling a little on the edge. It's it's very, very early. It's nothing, nothing pronounced yet, but it's, you know, it's pretty, it's nice late summer with a touch of color. So worked all morning. What did I even work on? I don't remember. I didn't write that down. Our nanny got back at 1130 with the groceries. So I helped her bring those in. I had lunch with Michael and, and Henry was there then too sort of one toddling around eating as well. Finally at 12 I got out of my workout clothes. <laughs> Proceeded to do work. Oh, I remember I had to get dressed because I had video calls. <laughs> now I remember. So they were done in a ponytail, but with so no little, showering. No showering, just... but with a little touch of makeup. So, you know, kind of make a nice gauzy type zoom sort of thing. Not great lighting. So they're, they're not single. So you have a nice top on and sort of a general polish on the ponytail. So I had calls at one o'clock, uh, a prep call for a speech. Got off that maybe a little after 1.30, did email till two and I had another work call. Um, that was another prep call for a speech. Continued working. I had agreed to go get Sam at school. He has a really long bus ride home that I think he finds very frustrating because they circle our street literally three times before they actually turn down the come on it. So I know he feels like the last 15, 20 minutes of the ride is just wasted time. And we had made a deal that I would pick him up and that he would go to the batting cage with our our nanny to go practice because he needed some practice for the fall baseball team he is on. Anyway, I went to get him, but God, I was waiting in line there at the middle school forever. Listening to uh, Best Laid Plans, though, so that made it better. <laughs> I enjoyed wow. having Sarah accompany me. I learned all about 
was it the Hobonichi time or maybe it was a different one. I forget which I one. I think that was the Hobonichi week. The yes. <laughs> and so I picked him up. We got home. Then my plan had been to do some more work. However, Jasper was really wanting to talk and chat and hit Starbucks. And so I decided I would. So I took him to Starbucks to get his strawberry acai lemonade that he likes there. And I picked stuff up for everyone else too while I went. Not for me, but for everyone else. We left the door open for Ruth and Alex. Michael was working upstairs. So that was fine. One of the upsides of having two parents work from home. You can do that sort of thing because our nanny had taken Sam and Henry over to the batting cage so he could practice. Got home, dealing with children. (laughs) This is again... My attempts to get back to work were somewhat stymied for a long time because then um, Jasper also needed to buy a graphing calculator of a certain variety. And Amazon had a run on TI-84s for obvious reasons at the start of the school year, since clearly he was not the only person in the world told to buy a TI-84 calculator. Why haven't calculators gotten any more advanced since we were taking math? I think I had a TI-83. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Well, I mean, you don't need, I mean, they may be faster, but like, I mean, they weren't unfast. Like you don't need super computing power to do trigonometry, right? Like you just- I guess that's true. The little sine waves that come across the screen. Sine wave has not changed in in 28 years. I can tell you that. So- I was a little, under, I, I swear we have a TI-84 calculator somewhere, but sometimes it's just not worth asking that question because I'm, I'm going to find out we don't, <laughs> I'm going to find out we don't, we should, but we don't. And then it's just going to be, you know, more frustrating. So we wound up ordering a mint green one. Okay. Well, that's an improvement. They did not used to come in cute colors. So that, that's great. Well, I mean, it wasn't that my son wanted mint green. <laughs> it was. that um, mint green was what was in stock and available for fast shipping. And if you were like, mommy, I need it on Monday. Anyway, so we ordered that. That took a long time. I filled out various forms. Finally got back to work. However, it was work with kid interruptions, people needing various things until about 5.50. Michael had taken Ruth to soccer. I, at 5.50, took over with Henry while... Our, our nanny finished like plating up dinner for the kids. I sat with them. We ate stuff, you know, talk with, so it was the boys. So Michael and Ruth weren't there, but I ate with the boys and her. I took 15 minutes to read on the porch after dinner while she was still there. Then she left. I took over with Henry, played with Henry. When Ruth came home, I made her her grilled cheese that she hadn't had with dinner. So It's then 7.30, I feed Henry, put him down. He's still screaming, self-soothing, as we say. (laughs) Some nights it's better than others. Um, It's gotten slightly better, but um, certainly we have not had the experience of sleep training. We're like, oh, you only have to have him cried out for like two nights, and then they put themselves to sleep for the rest of the time. This has never been the case. However, he did go down eventually. I read on the porch more, um, brought Alex up at 8.30. I read to him. Michael read to Ruth. They're reading through Nancy Drew. 
got them down. The boys are in the room at nine that they can read. Then children keep popping up. We are working on this, but they, I was able to read and relax and turn the lights out for the boys at 9.45. Get in bed and be asleep by 10.30. I was asleep until about 4.45, at which point Henry was screaming. However, I was able to wait for 15 minutes and then he went back to sleep, which was good because then I was able to sleep from five to six, at which point Tuesday morning started and do it all again. Wow. What book were you reading? Do you remember? I don't think it was. I actually reading a book. That's an interesting question. I have you said you read on the, you read outside on the porch. Yes. And then I you think said I read you... a magazine. <laughs> okay. I don't recall really. Maybe it was like HGTV. So while you were watching the home edit, I was reaching, reading a, it was a different day, but I was reading HGTV. Although I have been reading, I did read this book on, it was called The Mosquito and it's nonfiction and it's a history of the world through the lens of mosquitoes, which if you believe this author had a far greater impact. He says that one in two humans ever has died as a result of a mosquito-borne illness. Michael says that's not true, but it, it could be a lot. And certainly the number of people who had malaria or who died of malaria or yellow fever in the course of human history is pretty intense. And it's just sort of odd to think about, you know, something like yellow fever epidemics going through a city. Let's just say COVID has nothing (laughs) on, you know, 10, 15% death rate in a city of the whole population. So of the people who got it, it probably, you know, 30, 40%. And they don't... Well, like 1918 flu too, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that that death rate wasn't quite as high, you know, because that was starting to be when people knew how to take care of people and sort of prevent more of the spread. It's interesting how that developed, you know, sort of the sanitation standards that came in around the time of, you know, starting with like the Crimean War and then into, you know, the... Civil War, they, they had gotten a lot better even by that point. And, and then obviously the advances with, you know, modern disease and stuff. You know, World War II was actually one of the times when people were, were able to control the mosquito in a battlefield context in a way that they had never had before. And they're saying that's one of the reasons Americans were able to fight as they did in the Pacific theater is having access to anti-malarials and the ability to spray DDT everywhere, you know, which has its downsides too, but that did in fact work. So anyway, long story. I was reading that and it definitely helped keep COVID in context. (laughs) So yeah, that was, that was my day. So yeah, we'd love to hear our listeners day in the life. Please do share and send those in because we always love to, to keep track of them. So let's go to our question. All right. So, Sarah, I will ask it to you because you had the answer. (laughs) Our listener writes in, I am feeling like I am in a slump and a lack of the regular social activities feels depressing. Any tips? I getcha. I mean, definitely. I don't know. A couple weeks ago, I just felt like I was looking at my calendar and I was like, nothing looks fun. So I think sometimes it's normal though not great to get in moods like that. But I definitely feel like 
making plans, even if they are small and not aspirational or not what you would do if everything was wonderful and normal does help. I started going through and making a seasonal list of, you know, things to do for the fall and came up with at least a few things. You may be able to do that. Maybe you need some totally random goal to focus on. I often, this is when I will turn to some new fitness series, or maybe you want to do calligraphy or work on a foreign language, or even if you're like Laura, like a decor or home improvement project, maybe that would make you happy, but something. And if there's an element of loneliness, you can often find an online community that is centered around any small infinitesimal (laughs) little hobby or slice of life or goal. I recently discovered the Hobonichi Reddit like people around the world who are like, why am I the only one who gets so excited about the Hobonichi sale and everybody shares what they got? And I'm like, see, it's not just me. So that may be true, whatever random passion that you have, and it might make you happy. And then finally, I mean, this is a little bit of an extrovert's recommendation, but force yourself to make some social plans, even though you feel like you're slumpy and you don't feel like it, or maybe you feel like the stuff you normally used to do, like maybe you're not comfortable eating at indoor places right now. So you're like, ugh, I'll just do nothing. But there are probably still many things you could do either outside or, you know, worst case scenario, make a walk date with a friend where you're both on the phone, like call somebody and seek out connection. Because I find that sometimes if I'm in a mood, I don't want it. But once I do seek it out, it always makes me feel better. And then you tend to want more of it. And so you can get on kind of an upward swing. So of course, we always, always mention therapy with these kinds of questions. Remember that that is always an option as well. And looking to see if this is like a long lasting thing that would meet criteria for depression is important to think about too and seeking out help if that is the case. Yeah, I would add that it might help to have a regular social occasion that What happens when we're really busy and feeling low energy is that making that step to make plans just seems so hard. And, you know, you don't want to put yourself out there and get, oh, I'm busy, can't do it. And then uh, why should I even bother? Or something goes wrong with one intentional thing you're trying to do. So if you have a regular thing you do, then life starts to kind of coalesce around that. And, And nobody has to make plans for it to happen. It just does. So figure out what that might look like for you if it's going biking with a friend on the first Saturday of every month, right? That could be something that the two of you agree to do. Or maybe it's that you get together with another couple one Friday a month, or you know what I mean. But just something that could fit that regular thing. And then, you know, nobody has to plan it and it happens. You can look forward to it. We do that with my college Zoom friends call. We just, it's, I think it's every three weeks right now. It just automatically pops up. Whoever can make it can make it. We don't have to think about it or plan it or, you know, stress about whether this is the right day. So yes, exactly. All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We've been talking about a typical day. Haha, <laughs> there are no typical days. We've been talking about a specific day in the life. We'll be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.